Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I talked to Ben Adler. He was on episode 142 back earlier this year, talking about his Amazon affiliate uh, success story. He sold a site, and in this episode, we talk about a site that he has It's making about 200 bucks a month. It's all info content. We go into some of the details about keyword research, writing the content, and his approach in general, plus why he's shifted from the affiliate model, at least in this case, over to an informational ad-based site. So pretty interesting. And he has a new project that he's working on. We'll talk about that at the end of the interview. Do check out episode 142 if you haven't. It kind of lays out the previous story. We talk about it just a little bit, but we don't ramble on too long and we cover the new stuff. So Ben does mention uh, that he can be found at his website and over on his Facebook group. So do check both of those out. There are links in the description. Without further ado, let's talk to Ben Adler. How's it going, Ben? Hey, Doug. Thank you. Good. How are you? Doing great here. And um, yeah, really interested to hear about your site. Sounds like you've been getting uh, good results and uh, definitely a different approach than what I have taken in the past for a brand new site. But for the folks that don't know you, can you give us a little intro? What do you do? Uh, and where can uh, you know people see some of the stuff that you've been working on? Sure. So I started affiliate marketing maybe six years ago. I have a programming background. I discovered niche websites on Reddit, so I gave it a try. And my first website was a review-style website, and that's what I was first introduced to, so I thought that was the only way to do affiliate marketing online, was to do review websites. I didn't know anything else. And I had a pretty successful website doing that um, from the previous interview I had with you. And... I actually sold that at the beginning of the year, so now I run two smaller sites, and I've been getting more into ads lately, and I realized review websites are becoming more competitive, and they're not as enjoyable for me, so I'd be much rather writing informational content, so that's that's a switch I've gone to right now. Awesome, and when you sold the site, can you give us a couple details? I don't know if you could share the the actual amount or uh, how old the site. Just a couple uh, little highlights there would be cool. Yeah, the site was five years old. I, I sold it for mid five figures with a broker, Investors Club. So that's a shout out for them. <laughs> okay, cool. They actually have pretty low fees and handle everything well. All right, it's crazy how many. Uh, different marketplaces and brokers there are out there because once you start poking around, there's a ton of them. Although a lot of times we just hear about some of the big players like Empire Flippers, FE Mm -hmm. International, Motion Invest is out there as well, um, serving like a different part of the, uh, you know, ecosystem there. So very cool. And when you started the site, were you uh, thinking, hey, I may eventually sell it or what made you go that route to unload it at the beginning of the year? Yeah, I actually decided... Um, well, I thought about selling it a year prior before I actually did. And I thought I would hang on to it to get the extra year earnings. Unfortunately, it started going downhill. So I don't know if it would have made a difference. <laughs> sure. But I got tired. I just, it started going downhill and I 
got tired of working on it and I figured if I didn't want to work on it anymore, I might as well sell it. Very cool. I encourage people to check out the previous interview. We talk a little bit more in depth about that site, but let's move on to the site that you uh, spawned up. So you mentioned, you know, you were getting maybe a little bored with the review type sites and you and I both work with Ezoic in uh, some capacity and they, you know, they're big on display ads as a software platform really. And, you know, I, I imagine that helped influence you to, to, you know, to give it a try, but are there any other reasons why you were thinking, Hey, I want to move away from, you know, these, you know, just standard affiliate sites. Mostly the competition informational sites you can rank without backlinks a lot easier uh, because everyone is going after reviews especially the big players with budgets and if you don't want to link i didn't want to play the link building game so i decided not to all right and just out of curiosity is it in a category area a niche where you potentially could add product reviews in the future or is it uh not really lending itself to that area. Yeah, there's definitely room for affiliate. There's actually a lot of products in my niche and I just haven't done any reviews yet for them. Awesome. So I th that's a great way to uh, set it up, I think. So let's move into your keyword approach because I imagine that's sort of like the root of what's going on here. So just take us through that thought process. I like to focus on low competition keywords and I actually use Google Autosuggest to type in random parts of questions. Um, like if you go on Google and you type in why do dogs, you'll see a whole list of uh, suggestions. Like why do dogs eat grass? Why do dogs uh, bark so loud? Things like that. And once you get in the habit of searching for things, you can, uh, I gotta redo this. <laughs> sure, sure, go ahead. What was the question? Um, what was my approach? Yeah, the yeah the overall approach to like the keywords, and I think I mean you were you were doing uh, perfect, and then yeah you were like why do dogs blah blah blah. So yeah, yeah so if you type in uh, questions into Google Auto Suggest like why do dogs, and then up will come suggestions like why do dogs eat grass, why do dogs bark so loud. And after a while, you can get the hang of what to look for. And when I find something, I look at the uh, top 10 search results. And what I'm looking for is user-generated content. So this are these are sites like Quora or Reddit or forums. And the reason why these are indicators of low competition is because these are pages that are not specifically optimized for SEO. And the fact that they're ranking and they're not specifically optimized means it's low competition. So I like to find these uh, question-based phrases that are low competition to go after. And I realized that even some really basic questions uh, that some people might think are stupid can rank really well. And the reason is, is because there's a lot more beginners in niches than experts. And beginners usually have a lot more simple questions in a niche. So just some examples, you know, can I drive my car without a gas cap? Like just um, if you're a car mechanic, that's an obvious question. Never driven a car before, you might not know the answer to that. Okay, gotcha. 
And that totally makes sense. I mean, with you and I both uh, produce content in the internet marketing space, and there's uh, basically the whole world doesn't know <laughs> about internet marketing and affiliate marketing and SEO, but the people that are in um, the ecosystem, people that are in the profession, I mean, they're experts and they would not ask like, hey, what's a keyword? But other people, that's probably a pretty common question out there. So, okay, and you're going after not like what's a keyword because that would actually be potentially fairly competitive, you're going after like fairly obscure uh, topics. So you're looking for user-generated content in the SERPs. Any other things that you're looking for? Search intent, there might not be any user-generated content in the SERPs, but if none of the search results are actually addressing the question, uh, that's an indicator too of low competition. I try to figure out search volume as well. Um, I use keywords everywhere, Chrome extension for this. And it's sometimes hit or miss. Sometimes I've ranked for keywords, but they don't bring in much traffic. So you kind of have to use your brain sometimes too about what's a sensible question to go after. Okay. And with the user intent, that would be, you know, where maybe a bigger site has a lot of authority. Let's just say uh, like New York Times is ranking for some term, but they're clearly not even talking about whatever the search phrase is. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, that would be a great example of a local competition keyword where authority sites aren't specifically addressing the query. And I guess, do you have any uh, like specific examples where you, you then publish something specific, like why do dogs eat really green grass and then you found, oh, you did displace this very high authority or several high authority sites with that term just because you were actually going after the searcher's intent. I can't think of any specific examples, but okay. if I looked through, I may be able to find some. Yeah, that was a bad question. I think <laughs> it, it happens. And I know I, I feel a similar question where people are like, okay, there's a site um, or sorry, there's like 10 sites that are all, you know, very well established. They're five years old. They're all like news kind of sites or something really authoritative. How could my site rank? And usually I'm just like, you got to try it. I can't tell you exactly if you're going to do it or not. But if you, if you test it out at some volume, like you're going to be able to probably outrank if you're going after that searcher's intent. Mm -hmm. So, okay, great. Going deeper into keywords, are there any others, uh, any other types of keyword phrases that you really like? You mentioned, you know, questions here, but are there others um, that you find that you get real good traction with? Questions mostly. For my review style website, I found uh, comparisons to be actually really well. You know, if you're reviewing um, uh, skateboards and there's a lot of different kinds of skateboards. So there's more opportunity to compare two products together that someone hasn't done before specifically with those two specific products together. So that works well when there's a bigger variety of products in your niche. All right, cool. And that, that totally makes sense as well. I know when I've looked for, um, I'm into cameras and stuff and I was trying to compare various lenses of which there are a lot of them. There are older versions, there are newer versions, there's other manufacturers. So all of a sudden, if you just have like one focal length, one specific um, sort of lens that you're looking at, you may have, you know, six 
eight permutations of that like focal length. So I'm getting deep into the camera stuff, but yeah, I can see how that could explode if you have a lot of different, um, a lot of different uh, accessories and products and stuff like that. Okay. Very good. And let's see. So you mentioned comparison, um, the best of type keywords. I suspect those are the ones that you're talking about that are like just more competitive, even if they're sort of lower competition, there's just a lot more of them out there, right? You can still find lower competition in best of, uh, and I actually have found some, I just don't enjoy writing them as well as informational content. Um, right. I find them a little bit tedious and redundant. Yeah, I can definitely see that <laughs> with the, the keyword approach, any other details that you uh, want to share or anything that was particularly helpful? Oh yeah, some of my keywords I found were actually on a site called Stack Exchange. And this is a website of little communities. And for example, there's a uh, photography community on there. And people ask questions very similar to Quora. Um, but there's a lot of intelligent people on that platform. Um, so you can see how many times a question was viewed and how popular it is. And you can kind of gauge what's a good question to go after. And it's also great for your uh, research too, when you're writing content. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of smart people in there um, that you can research. Okay. So did you say go to a tool like Hrefs or SEMrush and like scrape their uh, organic keywords and then filter down to your niche so that you could just say, oh, well, here's more user-generated content. And sometimes I know the site you're talking about, by the way, there's a lot of developers and stuff, right? Is that the origin of the site? Yeah, I think it was originally aimed at programmers, but now all these other smaller communities popped up on the same platform. Okay, yeah, so there's really smart people, but also, that means that sometimes the responses are kind of, um, I don't know, they're, I don't know how to even phrase it, like more abrupt. They're like, you're an idiot. And then they'll answer the question, like that sort of thing. With that said, there's good material there. But I can see how, like, if someone was like, if you had the option to go to Stack Exchange or a website that stripped out the attitude and just gave you the answer, I'd go to the other website. So, okay. So did you go scrape some keywords from Stack Exchange and got like some good ideas? Plus you had research uh, URLs to maybe uh, refer to later, right? I, when you say scrape, I didn't use any specific program, but I, uh, I browsed through the sites manually. Awesome. Okay. So moving on to content. It sounds like you're uh, doing a lot of the writing uh, yourself, but yeah, what's your approach with content overall? Some of it I've written myself, a lot of it I've outsourced as well. So my approach is, the first thing I like to do is figure out user intent. So the first question I ask is, when someone searches for this keyword, what are, what are they actually looking for? Like, what situation are they in? Why would they be asking this question? Because no one searches for something unless they have a problem. Like. <laughs> So I try to I try to get in their shoes and uh, just come up with like real information that's um, like really detailed that actually really helps them. You know, can I drive a car without a gas cap? You know, I would say, you know, would it harm your car? Is it good for your car? What is it dangerous? It? Yeah, that yeah, seems it, like, hey, will the it, car blow up? Yeah, is it dangerous? So I'm trying to think of like what related questions they might have, or what's the next logical question they would have after I answer the first one. 
All right. Is this, and I, we're going out of order here, but like, is this a niche that you're interested in? Like, you know, you're mentioning that you're trying to put yourself in the person's shoes. Um, any, you know, details on the niche selection here? When I first picked the niche, I wasn't into it, um, but I started to get into it myself, which is, I think, a really good strategy because as I'm learning things, I can also answer them on the website and take my own photos if I own the products and things like that. Very good. All right. So you basically identified something that was a low competition. It looked interesting enough. And then as you spend more time on it, you're getting into it. All right. <laughs> That's cool. Now with the, the content, I think you said you have about 40 posts or so. So, you know, from January, that's not a huge output compared to, you know, some people are going nuts out there and publishing, you know, one, two articles per day. Um, sounds like you were write, writing some yourself, but yeah, do you have anyone helping you out? Uh, what's the situation on the content uh, production? I tried a few writers um, and I just, I primarily stick to one writer who has some experience in my niche. So that's helpful. Where'd you find uh, this writer? Uh, on Facebook. Okay. So just kind of randomly or were you in a group or how'd you find them? Yeah, it wasn't a Facebook group. Um, there's a few groups out there where you can hire writers or copywriters. And I posted, I was looking for someone and this person messaged me. How do you set up the, uh, the, the payments and stuff? So I charge per word. And, uh, after the article is done, I send them payment through PayPal. Uh, PayPal. I know you you have a Facebook group, so you're you're more into Facebook than me. Where I have to like be reminded, someone's like, "Hey, I sent you a message. You need to go in and check it in there." So, is there a reason why you didn't go with one of the platforms like Upwork, where I usually hire uh, writers uh, personally? So, yeah, why'd you go with the Facebook route and just the individual? I guess part of it was maybe communication. Like I can get samples from them and just evaluate their work and ask questions easier. Okay. Um, I feel like Upwork is, well, I feel like hiring, hiring writers in general is hit or miss, but oh, yeah. uh, I just felt more comfortable with Facebook. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the, another obvious thing is like, it's cheaper, right? Because Upwork is charging the writer and they're charging you to use the platform. So just, it's probably, I'm not even sure the fees, but if I had to guess, it's like 10 to 15% cheaper. Um, there's less waste in there just overall. So everyone's yeah. like you two parties are a little bit happier um, and you get more of the money, right? You get more of the production, they get more of the, the money. So yeah. that makes sense. Cool. How long um, have you been working with that writer? Well, since the beginning of the year, it's more sporadic. I mean, I don't, I could go a few months without adding any new content. Okay. Uh, just, I get burned out and then I start working again in spurts. Okay. And That's more my work style. All right. <laughs> is, does the writer uh, draft in WordPress or just write the content and then you uh, take it from there? Yeah. So I usually um, give them a detailed outline and I, I literally lay out like the introduction and then the subheading with details to cover and then the next subheading with more details. So I, I create the outline, um, which uh, involves some like research initially. It might take me, you know, a half hour to find what to include in the template, and then I send the writer the uh, template, and then he gives it back to me in a uh, a word document, and then I copy that into WordPress. 
Do you have any big tips on informational content and how you format it versus the sort of standard affiliate best of kind of articles? Let me think about that one. I mean, it may just be the same, um, but like make sure you get some keywords in the subheadings, that sort of thing. Yeah. As far as keywords, you know, keywords and subheadings are pretty standard. I feel like you don't need to convince the reader as much to buy something. So giving, giving a lot of examples is helpful with informational posts. And if you can, if you can show something visually, that's really effective too. Do you have any uh, specific uh, graphics that you include or do you have it? Do you hire that out? Uh, No. Um, Sometimes I take my own photos or I get them from Unsplash or deposit photos. Sometimes I'll make some in Canva. Yeah. I like Canva a lot. I'm probably in there a few times a week for this site. Like where do you see it going? Um, Say six months, 12 months. Uh, Just curious if you're going to keep pumping, pumping out the content, slowly growing it, um, maybe moving to some affiliate articles as well. Yeah. uh, Right now I'm going to continue working on it. The more I work on it, the more I realized it's a good niche. It is seasonal though, so I expect it to take a dip in the next few months. But there's there's a lot of room for growth in this niche. And I want to try out, uh, Ezoq just came out with a uh, video platform. Apparently the ad revenue from that is a lot higher than your regular uh, display ads. So I actually bought a green screen and I was going to do some uh, just regular informational videos of me talking in front of the camera and maybe do some branding with that as well. So videos will help time on page and it will also help SEO when people go to search for something in Google. Okay, cool. And, and basically it's a platform in which you could publish videos and then other people play video ads on top of your video and that's how you earn the revenue. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's my understanding. I have not actually tested it out yet. Okay. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't either. I've, you know, they've talked about it for a bit and I was like, obviously I'm producing a lot of videos and I could just throw them on my site, but then to earn money, I have to have ads on top of it. And I was like, I don't know, I'm not doing it for ad revenue. So, okay. Very cool. Well, and earlier, you know, we were kind of focusing on the key keyword area and, um, you do have kind of a, a, side project. I'll use side project, but I think you are spending a decent amount of time on it. So yeah, why don't you tell us what you are also working on? Yeah. uh, So I'm also working on a keyword research tool. And the goal here was when I was searching for things in Google Autosuggest, I was collecting all these little formulas to type in um, to find these little competition keywords. So what I've done is I've collected about... um, 200 little phrases or formulas and I'm plugging them into Google Autosuggest and that returns hundreds of really focused question-based keywords. Um, so this is a, just a really simple effective tool to find um, questions to go after uh, in your niche. Okay. And, you know, we I asked you this off off the record too, but I'll ask you here, but... I sort of have like keyword research solved. There's a lot of different tools. Um, so why would I want to use your your tool here? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of bigger and better tools out there with a lot of bells and whistles. But for a smaller publisher or someone who's creating a lot of 
content who likes to go after more informational type keywords, this is what my tool does and it does it really well. So some people might not want like uh, all these other features that are intimidating for a new person to use. Um, my tool just does it really well. It organizes all the keywords. So you don't have to shift through thousands of keywords to find what you want. Everything's organized into questions and how to and best of. So it's a lot easier to find what you're going after. Perfect. And this, this is a good answer. I was going to say it does show other keywords that are not informational as well. So like, I think the focus is informational keywords. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's also, you know, product style keywords where you have comparisons, best of, and, you know, just the, the normal sort of keyword research that we expect to see. But without the complexity, it's a very, I would say, a lean uh, tool where you can, because we did a demo earlier. So you type in a keyword, this sort of the seed keyword. And then what it does is like all the filters that I would normally have to set up in any of the other tools, it's already filtered for me. So it strips out a lot of the garbage that I wasn't interested in anyway. And it sort of distills it down into a tighter list of which there are still hundreds of keywords. So what um, sort of state of doneness would you say the tools have been? Uh, it's functional right now, but I don't have any payment plan in place for it. I'm actually still deciding on pricing. Um, I don't even have a name for it yet, but the, the core is functional right there where you can actually use it. Um, yep. But it's not ready for the general public right now. Okay. So it's like alpha stage, maybe... Um, I would say close to beta because I used it for a few minutes and it didn't break and it was fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, beta. You could call it beta. Okay, cool. Yeah. That looks pretty awesome. And I think this is a great example of, you know, you had your skills from your day job. You were dabbling on the side. You've uh, slowly uh, migrated to do your own thing here. And which do you want to share a little bit about that? I mean, you know, last time we talked, you were working part time and um, it looks like you're doing a little bit more with this um, unnamed tool. <laughs> it is actually unnamed right now. Yeah. So I have a programming background, which helped a lot building this tool. Um, otherwise, I would have had to work with a developer, which can be frustrating if you've never done it before, I imagine, um, especially when things are changing all the time. I had a lot of big plans for this tool, but I cut the, I cut a lot of it out. I figured, you know, well, I, I want to do one thing and do it really well. So yeah, so I've uh, I was on contract with my on my job, and then I decided to um, work more on this tool. So I'm that's my main focus right now. Awesome. Any specific challenges that you ran into, maybe that you weren't expecting with uh, developing the tool? Working with some of the APIs, I've never actually done a full stack myself from like nothing to a launch on production where I have to post my own software. So it was it was it was a learning curve. Yeah, I mean, I would have no idea how to do it. Like, when did you start working on it? I don't even know. <laughs> Six months ago. Okay. All right. Very cool. And yeah, anything else you want to mention about the tool? I know it's a work in progress. You don't have a launch date. So, you know, we'll check in with you when it's getting closer to going live. But yeah, any other details with this tool? Keep an eye out. Um, it's going to get better and better. 
So I'm, it's these little things that people don't think of, like the nuances of languages are all taken into account. So stay tuned. Very cool. Yeah, we'll have you back on whenever, uh, whenever it's going live. So, all right, Ben, thanks a lot. And I'm curious to see, you know, where the site's going and, of course, uh, more about your tool in the future. We appreciate it. And where can people find you? We'll link up um, so they can get to you. So I have a website called AffiliateNicheBuilders.com. And I also have a Facebook group on the same name, Affiliate Niche Builders. So you can find me on Facebook or visit my website. All right, cool. How many uh, um, members in that Facebook group now? About 5,600 right now. Wow. Wow. And if, if I remember right, you had about 3000 back, back in uh, January when we talked before. I don't remember. Okay. Well, it sounds yeah. bigger than I remember it. So <laughs> yeah, very cool. Well, thanks Ben. Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks Doug. Thanks again to Ben, of course. And if Facebook groups are your thing, do check out his group, Affiliate Niche Builders. And he has a blog as well. But I think the Facebook group, again, if that's your thing, is a great place to go. It's not really my thing. A lot of a lot of you guys know that already. Guys and gals know that already. But they have a great group of people. And Ben does a very good job curating the messages and keeping it pretty tight over there. I guess you call them posts. But you know, he keeps it tied over there. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this keyword research tool. We chatted a little bit more after we stopped recording. So, I mean, there's so many challenges with a service, uh, I guess software is a service business, SaaS business, but the upside is amazing. It's really amazing if you have consistent users, you have uh, you know monthly fees that are coming in, and it obviously, maybe not obviously, it scales in a, a very amazing way. Of course, you have to pay for server resources and other details like bandwidth, and the really challenging part, at least from where I sit, is probably the marketing. The marketing is really hard. I mean, marketing anything is tough, and... It's a pretty competitive market and very, I don't know, there's a lot of very mature software businesses out there. So I think there's definitely a spot for it in some of the the newer tools like KW Finder, for example. I really like using that tool and it's sort of one of the newer ones. So it's interesting when maybe a new player comes in and they stick with it for a few years They improve the product, they listen to the market and kind of go where the market is going. So anyway, yeah, it'll be interesting. And I am playing around with the tool a little bit, testing it out on one of my sites just to see what kind of keywords I could find, see if it really does cut the search time, the research time to find new keywords. All right, I'm going to finish it up here. So we'll catch you on the next episode.